This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1123. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Continuing on with our 25 years, uh, looking back on those Ravens' first 25 years and some of the great individual players and games and seasons. And we're not having a lot of rules other than we don't want to do Mount Rushmore. So if you're interested, you know, send me a DM on Twitter. Joining us today for a really interesting one, and this is the kind of thing we want, is Pete Gil- Gilbert from WBAL. Pete, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Ken. I really appreciate you coming on, making time for this. And uh, a topic that I think a lot of people are interested in and definitely a similarity that I think more and more people are noticing. Tell us about it. So, 
You know, I loved you. You, you posed the several possibilities about discussions about how you want to look back and you know, thinking about these 25 years and the idea of a current player compared to a former one that who, who brings to mind. I thought that 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 spoke to me and particularly after watching Adafi Owe. And while he feels so singularly unique here because of his size, his speed and his versatility. But I mean, for fans that certainly in the early 2000s, you can't help in my mind, but, but think of a Dalis Thomas. And in terms of the way that they were, they saw something special in him and said, we can do so many different things. And we're already seeing that right now with Adafi just three games into his career, lining up in different spots, uh, finding different ways, the way he can drop in coverage because he's four, three speed for a guy that's 265 pounds, which is mind boggling. But Adelis Thomas did the same thing. And what really struck me and made me think of it too, they were both gunners, at least partially at times in special teams. We saw that, you know, in the preseason, uh, I think a week one, and, and so watched Adafi out there as a gunner and beat the double team and get down and it was a fair catch and he was angry about it. But, you know, Adelis Thomas was a gunner at 270 pounds as well. Right. And so the idea that these two guys, the, so much credit to the Ravens coaching staffs, obviously different people then and now, um, you know, Rex Ryan in particular back then and the, you know, and obviously now with with Wink Martindale, but the the, the willingness to say, all right, I have something different here. Mm-hmm. I have something special. Let's go ahead and find me as creative as we can. Yeah, it's the, the special teams usage. I don't think that's going to last. I think this is something I, I kind of hope not. But yeah, he, yeah, he stayed on for a while. But but uh, now Adafi there, he's playing so many snaps. You know, we thought, oh, when are they going to get him on? Is it just going to be a situational pass rusher, just a run defender based on what he'd done at Penn State? And now it's like they need him for every down. They, they, they can't be without him. So, uh, uh, you know, what he's done on defense is, is very special. I agree with you. It's it's. It's the extraordinary speed which which makes that difference, and and we saw in week two him jamming Travis Kelsey on plays. I thought that was an excellent use to you know throw up the timing. Uh, so hard to get Kelsey stopped, and then of course on the really big play he jammed Kelsey at the line of scrimmage, then came in and got the twisting takedown for quarterback hit of Mahomes, who threw the interception to Ivy, to not to Ivy to Tavon Young. Right, Tavon Young mixed up. Like Corey Ivy was probably back playing with the Daily Yes, probably. <laughs> You know, and the way that he was, the, the, it's not just the speed, but his length as well. You know, he wraps Mahomes up from what it looked like he still needed. What would you, a conventional player would need another step to get to him. He didn't. He yeah. was there in that one. And then likewise, the length on the forced fumble. On the reach fumble, 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 exactly. Away. He was so far away. Allaire didn't consider him to be a threat at that point. And that's why he was able to, with not that big a blow, able to knock the ball out. It wasn't a vicious swat there, but Alaire just didn't see it coming because he was so far away. And so when you recognize that, okay, here's a guy three games into his career that is able to make plays that nobody else on that defense could make right now, mm-hmm. that's where you're like, okay, what just might this be? And Adalis did a lot of that too in the way that he would drop. He lined up at you know nose tackle at outside rush at safety, mm-hmm. you know, slot I mean, corner, he, I guess a tight end regularly. He would go, he'd be in the slot all the time on a tight end. I mean, it, it was just so much fun to watch that. 
I always tell this one story about Adilis Thomas because in 2005, the Ravens secondary was decimated by injury. So Rex Ryan had to figure out how, to, how do I get the other team covered? They played that year 265 snaps. That's a quarter of a season with only three defensive backs on the field. And the reason was Adilis Thomas. Adilis Thomas was effectively able to play strong safety and, and get in there and either do whatever they needed coverage-wise, cover a tight end, in fact, cover a crossing wide receiver better than our current inside linebackers could do. Uh, you know, he's just extraordinarily effective and versatile player. And then still, you know, in 2006, as soon as it became third down, the, the light switch flipped another way. He'd go hand in the dirt and be rushing the quarterback off the edge. Right. And you know, he was a guy that you had, you wanted on the field in every circumstance. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'll be curious to see how long it is before Owe is there in that same mold. Obviously, he's so raw. Like he only played really, what, two years in high school mm-hmm. and then, you know, two years at Penn State. So, yeah, he I mean, he just hasn't played a lot of football. So there, there's still but what what is also like a Dallas Thomas, his desire to figure it out. And his desire to try and be great, the the work that gets put in, Oway is routinely one of the last guys coming off the practice field. He's always seeking out his elders, you know, looking looking for better ways, to, you know, to 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 do things. It, it's, it, Justin Houston is probably going to be sick of him midway through the season <laughs> for all the times that he is just. He's, you know, Adam, I wish we could be in the locker room again because you know that I w- you would see it there as well. Same with Pernell McPhee. He is, seeks the knowledge. So you have this really smart guy. And by the way, he's going to be a broadcaster, I assume, at some point because mm-hmm. his pipes are so deep and rich. I'm so jealous of them. Um, <laughs> they, that, of all his features, that may be the one I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's the one. God, they're beautiful. Um, you know, the, his, he so badly wants to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and wants to be great at this. And that that drive, I mean, it's funny. He, he doesn't smile a lot. He's a no-nonsense dude. Um, Adalis, no-nonsense, too. They, they really are similar in a lot of ways. And if you can get to the point where he can have 13 and a half sacks, uh, you know, and, and, be the, and make those kind of plays again, which I think is possible for Oway. You know, they, I think Ravens would feel very fortunate, feel very good about that pick. Um, you know, I, I keep going back to Joe Ortiz in the offseason when questioned, you know, he went through he all every draft pick. He had video lined up to show us mm-hmm. here. You know, here's here's 10 plays. Well, he stayed on O way longer than anybody else mm-hmm. trying to make the make us understand why and how you would take a guy in the first round that didn't record a sack right. in his final season. And all the plays that he showed were plays that were game breaking plays. Um, hitting the quarterback, forcing a fumble. But the one that he showed us over and over again, and Joe couldn't stop smiling about, was he started, he had stunted inside, got caught up in the wash, and tracked down a running back 25 yards down the field. And it was not humanly possible to be able to do that. When he said, when I saw that motor, and you see those tools, it just, it's too special not to see that they're, not to know that they can find a way to use it. Yeah, that the speed and the motor combined are, are a remarkable, uh, you know, combination. And he's he's what he's done so far is just I, I am I'm loving it on so many levels. But the the Clark sack this last week against the Lions was one where he crossed the face of the of the left guard and he took the left guard in the center out. Campbell did the same for an Ellis pressure, but Clark immediately knew what to do, ran right off his rear end, easy sack. And it was one of those plays that you say, oh, my God, if he's an under player, I thought he could be a looper. 
But if he can be an under as well with that kind of technique, use his length, like you're saying, I, I think, you know, the sky's the limit in terms of, of how he can help the defense, not necessarily all with personal contributions. Right. And the, and the idea that the, 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 the Lions recognized they were going to need two guys mm-hmm. at that yeah. point to deal with him. Three and on that play because the running back came up and committed as well, him, which is one right. So they all yeah. went to him because they because they had studied from the week before and they said this ninety nine is a problem. We got to be aware of where he is. And Chuck Clark on that takes a step back, looked like he was going to drop, and then raced in, which is so. Uh, and that's what I love so much about the game. There's so many little pieces on every different play from so many different people that when it comes together in concert, it's so great. And and you know, Adalis Thomas part of those early two thousands defenses that were so. Good and you know, in 2006, I think probably for him was at his pinnacle as a Raven. You know, it was a 13 and three year, and they keep Peyton Manning out of the end zone in the playoff game and somehow don't win. Um, which I think that that still made me the most bitter for so many people. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> the six year that what could of the what could have been uh, crew that that was disappointing. But the way that he was so impactful on that, and I am happy for him that he was able to, even though it was with New England. You know, they someone paid him. They you know they went ahead and they they the Patriots saw his value. Value Bill Belichick certainly did, and he wasn't. I don't think quite as great as he was in Baltimore. No, had he one still, good year. Yeah. He had a really good year, and he won a Super Bowl there. And you know, he he got a ring. Um, what's also interesting too with the Dallas, you know, he was 13 picks before Tom Brady. And it's it's incredible, isn't it? That Adafi Owe can't get out of the first round, and and it makes all kinds of sense. How the hell did Adelis Thomas last till round six? And and you know, Southern Miss being a part of it back in two thousand, you know, is just not a school that was going to get the attention. Now everyone, there's so much video of every player. You can be Division three, and they're going to know about you, mm-hmm. and they, and they will have scouted you. And scouting departments are so much larger as well. Uh, it's just the the. The, the NFL just keeps growing into this behemoth that just is – I can't imagine it stopping. At some point, you know, there will be 45 coaches per team, and you'll have a scouting department with 200 people in them. I mean, it's just it, – it's unbelievable. But, you know, where would Owe have gone in 2000? If, you, if he posted a year, his final year in college, without sack, without a sack. There's no way he's in the first round because of those the, – the idea of what you have to be – and it's so much about your statistics and your production, regardless of what you would see, even watching the film of him. So this is, he would not have been a first round pick in 2000. I, 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 don't know I if agree. Fall into the sixth round, but he wasn't going to be a first rounder. Right. Even the really with it teams would have said that's not an economical draft pick. Even if they said, you know what, I could put a first round rate on this guy. It's not outrageous. They'd still say, but I know we can get him at the beginning of the third round. And, and they try and do it try and do it that way it's unbelievable talent obviously the 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 speed combined with the size is is even greater than thomas thomas was very fast he was a four five guy um and there aren't many of those at linebacker period especially at at, at his kind of size um what what strikes me is how long it took adelis thomas to get on the field in 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 2000 you know he's drafted and he actually played more snaps in the postseason than he did during the regular season it's like 10 to 8 (laughs) <laughs> so it's like, you know, how right. it, was special teams. Yeah. it was special teams then. And even then, in, you know, his next, you know, in 2001, he still wasn't a full time starter. You know, he, they were using him more, but he was not, you know, he, he wasn't out there. They certainly didn't view him as a three down guy. And, you know, that, the, the involvement there. And I that probably goes somewhat into the fact he was a six round pick. And, you know, even, you know, all, all the credits of Brian Billick and company. Billick still, you know, he's looking at he's a six rounder. We'll, we'll see where he can turn out. You're not going to 
you're, I think teams are much more willing now once they see someone to say, oh, I don't care you, whether whatever round it may be. If you can play, I don't care what's been invested in you from the front office. I need you on the field right now. And the Ravens have become very good at that. And you look at the willingness to be with the, the use undrafted players in the way that they have more so than many other teams. And, you know, of course, you know, Gus Edwards, the latest of the guys, the undrafted, to you know, make an impact in that regard. Because yeah, it goes kind of without saying also that the 2000 defense was a hard unit to break into. And the 2001 team Fair. also still one of the deepest defensive lines in NFL history. Uh, and they were getting they were getting the next generation. And Kelly Gregg was there and Kelly Gregg stayed you know, pretty much on the, on the I guess, the practice squad the entire 2000 season. Um, and on, on 2001, he was uh, he was on the roster. Uh, yeah. All right. 2001. That's right. He won the job from Dwayne, Missouri. Right. In that last yep. Giants. Giants game. Nice to have nice to have the choices that uh, Brian Billick had then, right? To, to imagine, like, yeah. I think uh, Dallas Thomas is pretty special, but we don't need him right now. Speaking of choices along those lines, I mean, Matt Judon has been lost to the Patriots again, not dissimilar to the to the to the way that that uh, uh, Thomas was lost all these years ago. And it really seems to me the Ravens have found a replacement who might be better, dare I say. Yeah, I mean, uh, now the value-wise, Judon coming what late fourth round was, mm-hmm. you know, they, they certainly feel they got they got all they they could have hoped for uh, when, when they when they took him out of Grand Valley State. But you know, he never he, at times you really thought he could be that consistent twelve plus sack guy a year, and it just it's not quite who he is. Uh, my my sister lives up in. Uh, Massachusetts now and married a mass hole and (laughs) she has gone full on into uh, Patriot loving and her Patriot loving ways. So it's always interesting that we, and she loves football. And so we we have a conversation every week after the, to discuss the games and she's talking about Matt Judon and she, they're saying how impressed they are with him so far. And and he is, he's a really good player. He's smart and he is versatile, but he's going to do two or three dumb things in a three-week span that will drive you absolutely bonkers. It's part of his DNA. It will not change. They, Belichick's not changing that from him. That's who he is. And so I just want you to be prepared for that, Suzanne. It's coming. <laughs> Great cover guy. Uh, and, and I think we're going to get that from Oway in time. You know, We've seen some of the disruption. But, I mean, if, if you're talking about who could have covered Tyreek Hill, you know, he's the kind of guy who can do it. If you're talking about the fastest tight ends and even some wide receiving threats that go into the slot, Oway is a perfectly reasonable choice, particularly if you want to press hard on that receiver and then and then go after him because the speed is there. If he can jam Tyreek Hill, Tyreek's going to go backwards yeah. first. And again, that's it's the disruption then. And that gives you know, that's a second and a half before Hill is past the line of scrimmage. And that's a second and a half that's gone from a home after the snap. There you go. So the, the whole idea that yeah, I'm not asking you to run with Tyreek Hill on a deep cross. But if you can jam him and stay with him there for for two and a half seconds, three seconds, now the, the, you, that's where you've got to believe. Then in the way that, especially Wink, is it's so much fun to watch the ways in which mm-hmm. he designs these blitzes, and they just don't know where they're coming from. That's where then someone that you don't expect to be coming in, the quarterback doesn't expect to be coming, as Oway is dropped and is running with, oh, your fastest player, something like that. That's definitely, I think, going to be on the horizon, and that's where, you know. Wink salivates at the possibilities and 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 that burst still. That's what that's what any defensive coordinator wants. Don't you don't do you can't be a one trick pony. You've got to be able to do right. so many different things in, in today's modern NFL. 
Yeah, that, that versatility is entirely born of the outside linebackers. They have a couple guys with Sam characteristics last year's Bowser and Judon. Both of them could drop to coverage. That provides unbelievable flexibility in terms of the pass rush. That means slot corners, safeties, uh, inside linebackers can rush. If you take your inside linebackers off the field, which is another possibility we may see more of from the Ravens, that they go with four outside linebackers, a defensive line, and six defensive backs after what's happened these last couple of weeks. You know, those outside linebackers become terrifically important coverage coverage assets. And Oway, you know, it may be a player who's asked to grow since some of the inside linebackers don't seem to have it down at all. He's got the tools, at least. The other guys, they seem to have, you know, a little bit less tools, but also much less in terms of any kind of instincts for the, for, uh, uh, for even, for, for certainly between level two and level three. But I'm, I've even been questioning Queen's downhill instincts at this point. Well, they, they're, it seems that Queen struggles with physicality and sometimes just understanding where he should get to. Yeah. And Malik Harrison can't run like other than straight ahead. You know, his, his ability to, to, to change direction just isn't, it's not, it's not great. And so those two together is, uh, you know, leaves me a little wary inside there and is going to force them wink to be maybe more creative. If that's not, if, I mean, the fact that going to Josh Bynes now and made him on the active roster and yes. tells you kind of where, where they think right now, where they are inside linebacker. We're, we're a little bit astray here, but that move to me was incredibly telling because they had two two practice squad elevations. The cap on this team is being managed on a week-to-week basis. I mean, they don't even want one additional player on the 53. In fact, they don't want a whole 53 because they don't want to pay for all that. They want practice squad guys. So it, to see Bynes yeah. get elevated, Queen ought to have taken that as a, as a letter. I'm sure the come-to-Jesus meeting has happened. I, I, I don't know if he won't start this week or if his playing time will be severely reduced or what might happen. But I expect a change in role for Queen. I, I don't see any any way that that won't happen, given given uh, you know what we've seen in these first three weeks. I, I think you're right. I think he just he's not delivered. The, and again, he still is on a, in terms of raw ability. And he's a raw player with a lot of ability. And he was and he's you know starter week one asked to really learn on the job. But it's, you know, at some point, you know, clearly they're like, it's, he's not growing fast enough for them. And that's what that elevation tells you. I did want to ask you, too, after looking, going through the games, Bowser has been incredibly quiet mm-hmm. thus far. And again, he's the guy they chose to said, all right, as a mid-level, you know, pay guy that we want to keep because, you know, he had three picks last year. He's totally versatile. He can rush the passer. He can do some good things. He's been so quiet. And again, three games is a really small sample. So mm-hmm. I don't, you don't want to read too much. But what are you seeing when you look at, at Bowser at this point? And is, is it concerning? The, 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 I, the, him being quiet concerns me. Um, I look at like the plays that he was in a position to make and the Clark uh, hit on Swift, which he almost intercepted, is a good play by Bowser. He knew where to be on that play, and that was a that was a good thing. If if that if that is a pick and sets up a touchdown or sets up a score of any sort, I think we're not really talking about Bowser being quiet at this point. Um, he's not being asked to do a lot of the the really difficult things, and frankly. Um, opposing quarterbacks are picking on the inside linebackers. They're not picking on Bowser in the same way. So uh, you can only ask him to do so much in terms of uh, getting outside and covering screen passes. The inside linebackers eventually will have to do their job on that. Uh, No no doubt about it. Um, You know, just one more thing I was thinking about a day list time. What was neat about him was his ability to get into the end zone too. Yeah. You know, he scored touchdowns um, and, that's where I'd like, all right, I can't wait to see Oway 
do that as well. Because I think that, that he is that kind of game breaking, you know, total game breaking ability. And you get, imagine him, like, remember, you know, when Suggs picked up that fumble uh, a mm-hmm. couple years ago and, and raced in 45 yards, carrying the ball out there like a loaf of bread. I want to see Oway with the ball racing down a sideline because I think be he fun. will just be a blur. He will be a blur. You being a TV guy have a tremendous sense for iconic video highlights, no doubt. And the Justin Tucker field goal, all of the elements of that were so perfect. I just needed to ask you about this. But, the, you know, obviously it's a it's a long field goal. It's captured from a good angle that you can look through the goalposts. You can see it hitting. And, and maybe even better yet, it's crystal clear. All the fans and the jerseys they're wearing and their reactions to the kick as it goes through. We'll be, we should be seeing that for the next 50 years, I hope. That is now absolutely part of NFL lore. That's one that w- that will live on for. First of all, because it, it, it's I think it's a record that's going to last for. I mean, sixty six. It's just you can you just can't. They're not going to keep kicking the ball farther. It's just not going to. I just don't see it. Um, it. It's incredible. The one thing, though, honestly, I was a little disappointed in the television replays of it. We never saw the tight shot of the ball hitting the crossbar. I wanted to see where on the crossbar it hit, you know, kind of how, you know, did it go forward because of the way it la- the ball landed on it or did it land on the back side of the crossbar and had no choice but to rock it forward? Like, I mean, I go back because, I mean, Phil Dawson's kick for the Browns back in 2005 that was initially called no good here in Baltimore. Yeah. And then they, they, I mean, I'm literally on the field interviewing Matt Stover about a game winning kick for him that he had made with 45 seconds to go or so <laughs> when Derek Anderson for the Browns comes up and interrupts our interview and says, no, we're going to overtime. The kick was good. And Stover said, yep, I knew it. I'm like, wait, what? Well, that's because <laughs> the ball had landed across the goalpost, but, uh, but so awkwardly, because as Boomer Esiason once so eloquently said on that Monday Night Football, this thing has points. <laughs> the ball you know, came backwards when it shouldn't have. I'm, that's why I wanted to see how did this ball hit on the crossbar. I've not seen a tight replay of it. Right. It's one of the things that Harbaugh asked about this week. He said, I'd like to have the physics explained to me. And, and he's, he's right in the sense that the ball's going in the wrong rotation. Because it's going, it's going counterclockwise as it's as it's hit from underneath, and right. you would think, and it, it had that good end over end spin, exactly what you want to see. It was straight end over end spin, and you would think if it if it hits the crossbar in in most places, it's probably going to bounce back and be no good, and somehow. And not only does it go through, it rockets <laughs> into the net. The net. I've never yeah. seen a ball, <laughs> never seen a ball that hit the crossbar <laughs> end up near the net, much less halfway up it. That was utterly preposterous that the ball would go that far. And that kick, though, I mean, the purity of that blow. Well, I mean, the ball just didn't waver and it couldn't. There was no you can't play a draw or a cut uh, Mm -hmm. on a 66 yard field goal. It has to go dead, solid, perfectly straight or it won't get there. And Mm -hmm. it did. And that just and, you know, congrats to, you know, to Nick Moore, you know, replacing you know, a legend, a, a legend. He, I hate you know, more, you know, long snapper, a legend, but Hey, part of that wolf pack that had been so successful together, wearing his same number 46 makes a perfect snap. Sam, of course, the perfect hold and, and history to follow. All right, Pete, been an absolute pleasure to talk about this. This is the way these, these things always go. We end up talking about other topics and that's fantastic. But Adilis Thomas and Adafi are going to be a lot of fun seeing this go down. Tell folks where they can find you or talk football with you, maybe on Twitter. Absolutely. Uh, hit me up at WBAL Pete. Uh, I, 
I love engaging, um, you know, having conversations on Twitter. Uh, most of them about whether or not Lamar can throw. It's a lot of fun. So <laughs> please go ahead and hit me up there. And I also, I would encourage folks, if you can stay up late or even hit your DVR, Keith Mills and I do Ravens wrap up Sunday nights and we do it late. We you have Sunday night football, then you have 11 news, then Keith and I are up. Now, the beauty of that is that we don't have an off time and that we can basically, it's supposed to be a half hour. I think last week we did 40 minutes. Because we That's just cool. had so much to talk about, right? And so we do that, and I, I, I love Keith, and we have so much fun doing it. It's an honor to do the show with him. And it's the only local half-hour Raven show that you can get on Sunday. So that's on TV 11. Join us. Hit your DVR, you know, and uh, you can watch it Monday if you want. If you can't stay up that late, it's a lot of people can't. But it's a it's a really fun show. It is a Raven show, and we will touch on the, uh, the rest of the league too. But, I mean, basically that's where you're going to hear – the, the press conferences, all the sound, the you know, breaking down plays. It's it's fun. It's good. And we'll do – I did se- seven and a half minutes of highlights on from this past game. That is a lot, isn't it? Right. You think, I'm going to get three and a half minutes tonight on a sports cast total for all my stories. Mm-hmm. I did seven and a half minutes of video highlights with Keith uh, from the win over the Lions. So a lot of fun. Join us there. Pete, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time on Film. <laughs> this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.